Greetings, welcome to Talking In Stations. Today is July the 13th. I'm Rich Richman, your host, and today is Patch Notes. With us today is Ash Drothy. Greetings, fellow Empyreans. I am Ash Drothy, and it is good to see you guys today and discuss all of the things happening. Uh, Rondal Allnighter. Hello, New Eden. Welcome to the show. And to kick things off with the patch notes, Shen. Hello, hello. Big busy day. Shen, what do you got first? What do you want to touch on first, right at the top, or do you want to jump in somewhere special? We'll just start at the top. So it's a big patch today. Uh, we have, first of all, to start off with the graphics. So I think a few dev blocks back, we got the announcement that they're going to do a complete color update to EVE. And it's basically getting rid of the grays and making all the colors brighter. So we can see the details right now on the screen. Uh, so it's a lot of art stuff, right? We see a lot of uh, technical terms in there. Yeah, and we have done a show on it before. So if you really want to see it, uh, you can go back and watch that. And for this, CCB Today released a video on their YouTube channel. And I think we can see it right now on screen, how that's going to look like. Yeah, vibrant, I think, is the word that comes to mind when I see these changes today. And uh, the nebula background, everything changes, right? People have said the game's gotten distinctively darker. Well, with the Amar ships, I hear they've gotten shinier. Yes, one of the big effects of the new shaders is that the reflectors... The reflection surfaces of ships that have very reflective surfaces look way better, or at least sh shiny things are shinier, basically. Um, but it is also worth noting that there have been a lot of people, with a whole new shader overhaul, comes a whole lot of visual bugs. So everything from, you know, halos around structures and all that stuff. So if you, have, if you are having any visual bugs, flickering lights or whatever, submit bug reports. CCP will be knocking them out over the next couple of days. But otherwise, this stuff makes everything look so much more gorgeous. Well, if they are going to have shinier ships, I am curious. If I have a ship with particle effects and it's shiny, will I become a walking GPU wrecker? Uh, one of the things I, I've tested before is whether or not like the light of... Because when something flashes on my ship, you can see the light reflect off of the other surfaces of the ship. But if you... If you scooch it, scooch it next to another structure and fl it flashes, it didn't like flash against the, the structure. I couldn't figure out, like, I couldn't get somebody to stop and like sit next to me long enough to see if my lights could affect another ship yet. But I know, like, if an explosion happens, you can absolutely see the lights of the of that uh, affect your ship dynamically. I am a little scared if the reflection effects, especially with such a shiny, shiny gold. Uh, will affect the performance of people's computers. EVE Online is already at age gamed. I am running on dated hardware, I have to admit. Well, uh, a lot of that's just sh shader calculations, and, and the the goal would be that you'd be able to, you know, choose a lower setting of detail for your shaders in order to not have to run those. You've always, you'll always be able to have, like, a potato mode or whatever like that. But actually, one of the nice things about these kinds of shaders uh, upgrades is that often you actually end up with a performance increase because there's some sort of uh, you know, improved methodology of how they render these shaders. They've been doing a lot of other background uh, you know, support towards the engines and stuff and making improvements in things like reflection surfaces and stuff. 
And so each one of those improvements not only are good on their own, but they make all of the other improvements look better, right? Like these reflective surfaces wouldn't look as good if that previous reflective change wasn't put in. So um, all of this kind of comes together. And thankfully, with the way it works, it makes it not, it's actually pretty performant. Yeah, it takes advantage of all the, the new pipeline or shader engines and stuff like that. So I was going to ask a question if anyone had a chance to try multiple clients yet, but uh, Skyhawk Everhart in the audience uh, has uh, has run seven clients today at Max Graphics and, and he noticed zero difference. So that's good news. That was going to be one of my concerns about the impact for multiple clients. Uh, so yeah, good. Shen, what else we got? So uh, after that, we have the officially the Hunter's Boon update uh, officially on TQ right now. So to kick things off, we have the implants that's going to extend the cloak duration uh, under the effect of uh, mobile observatories. So this booster, uh, so first of all, is inspired by the community team. So great work, guys. Um, so. CP, uh, they, they do listen to us, so keep all the su suggestions coming. So with this uh, booster, it has base duration of 30 minutes and uh, st stabilized cloak duration bonus to 200%. So basically, you can uh, use this uh, booster and then have like 45 minutes of effect of cloaking. So this is going to be used for like super supers to transport between NOSEC where you don't have a tether or docking access uh, or docking structure um, and things like that or cloaky camping to some degree. I yep. myself know somebody who, well, any plans they had for their super carriers moving in low sec were completely cancelled until this implant is released. So I wish him the best of luck in transporting his super across the low sec now. And, and just be very, very clear because we keep using the word implant. Um, this is because boosters technically to the way that like CCP looks at things, boosters, which are drugs, are actually temporary live lasting implants from the way that like the game manages things. So don't get confused here. This is a booster. This is a drug. It'll last for 30 minutes up to an hour with, with uh, biology. But this is not an implant that you like plug into your clone. Yeah, or an yeah. hour and uh, six minutes if you also have the implant that increases the the biology or the booster duration by 10%. So you can get a, a pretty good chunk. So that's a good clarification, booster versus implant. Um, that also means you can buy a bunch of these boosters. And if you forget to take it, then you're in a little bit of trouble. You can take it whenever you need to. Uh, and you can take it on whatever clone you're in because it's not an implant. So it's actually a very good clarification. Thank you on that. I believe... I might be mistaken, but I believe drugs, especially strong drugs, do actually require some level of biology to even be able to consume. But this should allow you to cloak just long enough to safe log out if you've been aggressed or if you have certain timers. Right. Well, more the reason why I said with biology 5 is because biology, the skill increases the length. And biology 5 doubles the length of the booster. So I said one hour at biology 5. I doubled it the 30 minutes. Mm. Also well, a good clarification. <laughs> Boosters are tricky, yo. They are made from a blueprint. I'll click on the link right now, and we'll see if... They will take a strong input material, strong crash mine booster, and strong mine flood booster, and some acid and some megasite. So, 
for the drug manufacturers uh, get cooking. This makes it not trivial, by the way. Drugs are take a lot of like weird ingredients and gases from that are only spawning in rare in specific places and all kinds of stuff. Uh, the good news is that you know this combined with like the bonuses that they did to synth boosters a few weeks or months back really means that CCP is continuing to pump the entire use of boosters as kind of a, mo a normal thing and the increasing of the value of the construction of boosting boosters. So hopefully we'll also increase the number of people actually producing these drugs. All right. The other thing to, to note for those people who may are like, hey, I'm going to jump into this and give it a go. The booster blueprints work a little different than other uh, blueprints. These are copies and they just have five runs. And that's it. There's no um, original. There's no researching it. Um, and unlike reactions where you buy a reaction, you just kind of keep using it, even though the reaction blueprints aren't researchable either. The blueprint for boosters are truly copies. You use it, you build five of them, and it's done. You got to go buy another one. These right. are obtained through the Servant Sisters of Eve. So if you got some right. Sisters of Eve LP from some missions, uh, lot well, a lot of people should have some sort of stuff with Sisters of Eve if they've done the epic arc. You well, Sisters, run Sisters of Eve. Sisters of Eve is one of the most run LP uh, in in the game because every mission runner knows that Sisters LP can be sold. You can do Sisters probes. You can do Sister probe launchers. Like it has always been true as long as I played this game that Sisters LP is good LP. And so this is just another like shoring up of the usefulness of it, which I find kind of odd, honestly, but like there's a, there's a lot of people with sisters LP. <laughs> yeah. Has anyone run the, has anyone run the, the cost yet on the, the, the GTA cost on the strong crash boosters and the mine flood and, and the different parts just to, you know, if you take the base cost of the blueprint divide by five, we're already at 2 million a booster. Um, has anyone done any of that math yet by any chance? Maybe an audience or... Well, I'm going to go ahead and go on Eve Praiser and say that is according to the Eve Praiser price. Of course, a pure strong crash booster and pure strong mind flood booster, those prices are not accurate. And I have no idea what their real prices are. And I I don't want to overcomplicate things by trying to break it down. All right. So it's about a 4 million uh, oh, buy value, right? So uh, I'd say more than four million. I'd say probably in the six or uh, so million. Once we factor uh, six or seven million, once we factor in the pure mine flood booster. Sure, and then and then you want to make a bit of money. So let's say it's ten. It's uh, you know ten mil for the BP and ten mil for these plus a bit of profit, which means we're at twenty mil divided by five. That means these boosters are probably going to settle in the market somewhere in around the 4 million mark if our math is right if our numbers are accurate so 4 million per booster is kind of maybe cool. a good starting point to to for your expectations if you're thinking oh i'm going to go and buy a bunch of these and use them we're probably in that neighborhood my concern is though if we're basing it off of this eve appraisal list those are purple if i'm not mistaken because there's so little volume of this stuff Eve Prazel doesn't know what it's worth. Like right. pure strong mind flood says it's worth zero. There's it's literally not traded enough for G to have an estimate on this stuff. Yep. So uh, I don't know if that's a really good 
way to go to estimate it at the moment. Well, it's at, I'm I'm talking minimums, right? I mean, at minimum, oh. it's going to be that. Oh. Normally, normally those numbers, uh, when you look at Eve appraisal, those are kind of like minimums, and then people, if they have them, will sell them for way more. So, uh, my point is, if you're thinking you're going to get a booster like this for a million isk, you're wrong. You're not right. going to get one, right? I'm just trying to help people set expectations if they're just listening and they're hearing about these boosters for the first time and their their eve game wheel is churning in their head and the little gerbils starting to run fast and like oh i want to buy 100 of these and that's only this much well expect that it's going to be probably four mil or better per booster and yeah. factor that into your game experience based, based on the price okay based on the price of the strong mind booster and what how many uh, pure strong mindful boosters components are required to make it i'd say this booster will be well into the probably uh, i i definitely say more into the 20 and 30 million that would be interesting that was, if it goes that that would be my guess it'll be yeah. neat if it goes that high maybe i'll start making them sounds good Should all right shen you want to get back on to the the next section here with the modules i think unless you want to talk i think we covered the yeah. boosters so what about the modules so the module, there's only one module that got affected by this change, which is the Bastion module. So the, uh, so the Bastion module has its target painter resistance and the sensor damper resistance uh, reduced from 95% to minus 50%. Weapon disruption resistance has been reduced from 99% to minus 50%. And complete removal of ECM immunity and so and the bonus to sensor strength has been reduced from a thousand percent to a hundred percent. So uh, right now, it's, a Marauder is very vulnerable to ECM. Uh, so before you have complete almost ninety nine percent of ECM immunity plus this thousand percent for uh, a thousand percent bonus to to your sensor strength. Uh, right now, all of them has went down like crazy. Right. I, um, but well. I've expressed my happiness of this change. Uh, I will tell you, everybody, that the percentage odds of being jammed is still quite low. Well, and actually, uh, not quite low, but they're 25% on a Kitsune now, if you're in Bastion. But, uh, Asherothi? Yeah, I mean, as a Bastion, or as a, as a Marauder pilot that has flown them both in PvP and PvE, I gotta say that people who are complaining that, oh, CCP buffs something and then takes it away, a don't get it, and B are just complaining for no reason. Like these, this explicitly doesn't take away what made what the buff gave the Marauder, right? The buff gave them capability and power. This gives them vulnerability. That's it. This makes them vulnerable to something, and that's okay. They can be vulnerable to something. You, if if you. If your problem is that your unsupported Marauder can be dismantled by two or three people flying exactly the right ships at exactly the right ranges in order to take you down, then congratulations, you got got. Like, fly with support, fly it smart, fly it with power. It still does over 2k damage. The Marauder is still amazing. This is exactly the change that it needed. I support these changes. I didn't like how it was a, well, essentially a 100 kilometer ball of death that could constantly M MJD. And the only thing you could do is to uh, DPS race it to death. Yeah, it yeah, would have been worse to take out their tank or take out their DPS capabilities because yeah. that's actually what you want the Marauder for. Yeah, I, I totally agree as well. I think it's totally fine to have a, a, a vulnerability. That's how you've worked, right? Maybe a small vulnerability, yeah, well, but it's there and you, you got to put the right group together and you got to play right. It's just like everything else in EVE. Yeah, but maybe uh, Astrothy can speak on the scanning side in, let's say, Heisek mission. Right now, Marauders are very easy to be scanned down in Bastion. 
unlike before, where you have a thousand percent to the sensor strength. Is that going to affect, let's say, high mission by any chance? They actually used to be almost impossible to scan down thanks to the scanner boost, and now they're at least like reasonably possible. I don't. Uh, the real question is Marauder use in like low sec or whatever when it comes to whether or not they can be scanned down. I think that that'll be severely curtailed again. But in high sec, to be honest with you, most Marauders drop like an MTU or something like that, and that's the reason why they get scanned down. Well, seems like it's overall a very positive uh, change. So let's move on to the next one. Which is the covered mobile Sino Beacon blueprint that will be uh, available across MPC null sec and their pirate MPC stations. So but the cost of them will be a hundred million. Pirate MPC stations across null sec. Yep. Yeah. So MPC null. Yeah, you have to be. So well, that will I'm be. Not, I'm not sure if you can get this in Great Wildlands since fuckers are they counted as pirates? I'm yes, reasonably, uh, yeah. I'm reasonably sure you'd be. They would count as NPC null as in Ooh. pirates. Okay. I could be wrong, Continue. but my bet, my bet would be it is. Yeah, I, I think it is. So we can see the time per run, that's three hours twenty minutes. So this is base run time, which means that you have factoring all your skills, our implants, uh, all the rigs, and structures, stuff like that. So it's it's not going to be three hours and two twenty minutes per run. And here we can see all the. Uh, materials for the uh, for the mobile signal cover up signal beacon. Yep. So yeah, so we can also see these. Uh, Just one uh, quick note on the, on poster. the input materials. Yeah, I like I really like that they're taking uh, advantage of a lot of the PI and the higher um, combined PI stuff here. Right. Uh, I like that. That's pretty good. Like with the wetware mainframes and the guidance system. I. I like when they add value to doing PI like this. So uh, I, good job, whoever put this blueprint together. I appreciate this. Well, pulling up all the ingredients to build it, we are looking at around 40 million uh, in purely materials on Jesus cell value as of right now. This may change. Right. Booster, so we have talked about that. And then we come to trip balance. And first thing we're going to start with is the interceptor, fleet interceptors. So right now they have a 80% reduction in interdiction nullifier reactivation delayed and a max lock range penalty and scan resolution penalty. So I guess Rich, you can comment on this. Praise it. I am so glad I, I have been sick of the scan resolution penalty. I have been sick of all the other penalties. Now everything is, I guess, more in line. I praise it. Thank. So, I thank it. I'm so. So happy can you take it. a? Yeah. Can you? So you appreciate. It, so that means you know what you're talking about. I'm. I'm going to go mm -hmm. with. Can you take ten seconds and just explain what these roll bonuses will allow you to do? How would you play an interceptor now with these changes? Give it a quick. Give it a quick. Okay. Pre uh, previously, the interdiction nullifier would re massively reduce my scan resolution. It would also uh, reduce certain other stats. So when I run an interceptor, I would use it to travel and then as soon as I'm done with it I just offline it completely and I'd offline it as soon as possible and sometimes I'd even travel with it offline. Now that the reduction has been more brought in line and the reduction is not as harsh I may not feel so inclined to keep it offline all the time. I might uh, actually fit it onto my ship more often and use it more often rather than just ignore it completely because I, I hated the effects of it. Tech 3 cruiser ship destruction will no longer cause a skill level loss in a random subsystem skill. 
So I guess I, I would say something uh, before I move on to someone else. Uh, this is a great news, at least from a Nostec perspective. Uh, right now we have Tech 3 fleets up. Uh, we were told as soon as this change will, will be implemented on TQ, uh, we will have our Tech 3 cruiser fleet up. I want to see how some of the old PVP groups that ran Tech 3 cruisers will react and how will they well, base themselves now that the Tech 3 cruisers have no longer the skill loss reduction. There's groups like Volta who used a lot of their, I believe it was Legions and also uh, Loki's was in a hell. But uh, today we still have obviously Snuffed Out and other low set groups run their, uh, honestly, in my opinion, absolutely terrifying Legion setups. So I think this is a, this is a great site. I think the this... skill concept is antiquated from a time before I played the game. And to well remove it now... I think it makes it better. I don't think Tech 3 cruisers are the ships that they used to be in the past. I am interested to see how this plays out among wormholers and see whether or not this, among other things, become buffs to their capabilities as an industry, as industry because this is no change to their availability of T3. But if you think about it, it used to be that the T3, the cost of a T3 was both the skill points and the, or the potential skill points loss and the ISK of the actual ship itself. And now that is that that whatever you value that skill point loss at is just gone, which increases the demand of those ships quite a bit with no increase uh, in its supply. So this just made T3 cruisers far more lucrative potentially for wormholers that produce them. Yeah, I, I, I think that's right. It was a it was a one way one way trip for a T3 cruiser, right? Out of wormhole space, I almost never used them. It was literally a go to market item. Uh, they might hang on to a few more now and and uh, use them a bit more often. Um, I'm personally looking forward to uh, massive fleets of Tengus again, raining, you know, missile death down upon whatever it is they're shooting at. That used to be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully we can get back to that. I'm looking forward to my Logi Command Proteus. That would be another good one too. Yes. So now, you know, it's like we have a, we have a comparison right now. So when you compare it with a Tech 3 cruiser as your boosting ship or as your command burst ship compared to that compared that to let's say a t2 battle cruiser which one will be uh worth more in terms of economic standpoint right when you when you factor out the skill point loss during the during the we have the pacifier and the enforcer so now we can basically see the stats on the screen right now uh, of their changes so basically above to both of them and for the enforcer, especially, yes, has it's, uh, added a new Zhongbei and a new bandwidth and a Zhongbei of 25 uh, both kilometer and megabits per second. Now, real quick on Pacifier and Enforcer, uh, these, um, you can't just go and build them uh, in general. Right? You have to get the blueprint to drop or the from the LP store or something, right? Like you just don't go and invent these is what I guess I'm trying to so, say. So there's these are not two, invented ones, right? There are two major ways of getting Concord ships at this time. 
The first way is as a recruiter. If you use, if people use your recruiter friend uh, rewards and then activate their account, you will accumulate, you know, total people. At like a, a certain number, you get the pacifier. I think it's like five, you get the pacifier. At ten, you get the enforcer, and at forty, you get the marshal. The only other way is through uh, project discovery, or not project. Yeah, yeah, project discovery. Yeah, the as uh, a so, reward, right? Yep. So if you get, I think it's either level 400 or level five. I think level 400 is the marshal with uh, the 500 being the skin. So I think like probably 50 or 100, level 50 or 100 is the pacifier. Gotcha. So level 500. Level 500 is the marshal. Level level 650 is the skin. There you go. So, But obviously yeah, the enforcers and the pacifiers come before that. Allow me to make an observation. The pacifier with the covert ops changes is the only covert ops frigate aside from the estero and the alliance tournament ships that is combat effective it is very good it's very strong um it's also got got an additional turret and launcher slot and uh, bonuses to its speed and bonuses to its uh, uh cpu and power grid and it was already becoming a favor of explorers because of how zippy it was before this buff. Are we going to see pacifier blob fleet? <laughs> mm, expensive. No. Uh, I mean, it's still a cobops though. It's not like a stealth bomber. But maybe I mean, like you might be able to see them in with like you'd you'd use t- uh, pacifiers potentially with as tackle with T uh, three cruiser support or something like that. Potentially, you could see that. Um, uh, we do that with Asteros. They're way more, uh, way cheaper and way more way effective cheaper. in that way. Yeah. So for the Enforcer as a Sino ship, it's not really the greatest. Uh, for some reason, CV decided to add in uh, to increase its uh, combat capability, which is not really something really that they were meant to do. Right? As a Sino ship, you rarely see them to actually fight one one to each other. That's more like the role of a hack or sometimes a hick. Right, so you, for example, the enforcer, right? It has when fitted, properly fitted, it has about fifty k of EHP. Compare that to a Falcon, which which can fit up to a hundred k of EHP. Um, so there's a half, per, uh, there's a difference, giant difference there. And when we compare the speed with the enforcer and the rapier, right? A rapier with a micro warp drive can go like about three uh, k. It's 3k uh, per second, while the enforcer can go about 2k plus. So there's well, a big difference. There is one a silver lining to the enforcer. It is the easiest recon ship to get into. You don't even, to my knowledge, you don't even need to, like the as many skills as the regular recons do. I don't know anything so, about that. One last thing yeah, I did uh, want to point out uh, about uh, the acquisition of these ships, though. Uh, once you get the blueprint, they still, unlike some other fancy blueprints, they are, in fact, still a covert ops ship, uh, a black ops ship, and a recon ship to build. So uh, you will have to get the BPC for the Enforcer and then still build a, a recon ship with that BPC worth of materials um, in order to get these in, uh, this ship, which is one of the reasons why these ships are so expensive for what they are. I'll have everybody know that the Enforcer only requires three in the cruisers, not five, compared to the faction re- uh, recon ships i'm personally very curious what, how it's going to do in the abyss but we should probably move on uh, so last thing i will mention uh, before we move on to structures and deployables 
all four changes uh, within the balance within ship balance uh, section. They're all inspired by the community team. So it's really important again for for us for players to really speak out about anything that you want to change. I think CCP are actively listening to our points and they will make changes uh, like we have seen so far. So next, we're going to move on to structures and deployables. So like I think we mentioned previously, we have uh, CCP has added the new covered mobile signal beacon. So we can see all the stats on the screen right now, the shield, armor, and structure hit point. And with minimum distance from mobile uh, signal beacon, so a regular signal beacon, uh, so all that. So it is restricted only to low sec and no sec. And uh, if if we move down, the skill requirement is very intense. It requires anchoring five and signal five. Uh, signal five is the skill that is required for lighting up a regular uh, cover ops signal. So. Yeah. So that's the requirements to anchor it. That's actually really interesting to know because both Anchoring 5 and Sino 5 are one of those skills that a lot of people don't end up picking up very often because Sino 5 is only if you want to light up co covert Sinos, not just normal Sinos. And Anchoring 5, basically, you don't ever need unless you're like admin for somebody uh, until now, apparently. I don't have Anchoring 5. <laughs> I never needed I it. Like a tech two large bubble doesn't even need anchoring five. Yeah, no, the the, the tech two large does need the that that's oh. what needs five. So, so the the small and the medium tech two doesn't, but the large tech two does. I know that because I specifically got anchoring five, so I could do tech two large bubbles. Uh, sorry, the, the tech two medium doesn't even need it. That's like, right. That's yeah. right. I'm telling you, there's at least like a dozen people in the last 24 hours or soon to come that have gone out and try to put one of these things down. I went, what do you mean anchoring five? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's happened. But the other thing I wanted to note is that the 200 meters cubed, 210 meters cubed means that it's fairly reasonable for most frigates to have it in their cargo bay. Oh, oh great. It doesn't appear to be... I don't think it's covered here. They haven't mentioned that, how big the beacon actually is. It's it, 210 meters it. cubed. Yeah. So that's about an exploration frigate. Uh, so... That will be way bigger compared to normal frigates' uh, cargo hold, uh, but that will fit in a cruiser for sure. That's true. Exploration frigate or expanded frigate. Which is the shuttle that has the large cargo? Probably none. None of them have it this large, though, right? No, nothing. I don't think any shuttle has a cargo two hundred and ten. The I'm thinking. What is that? The one with the uh, the oh the interstellar whatever one. I don't think none of them are that big though. No, no, I think it's, I think it's 10 cubic meter for all of them, for shuttles. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, what popped in my head was, like, pop one of these, because like, you can be in any ship to drop it, right? Just get in a, you know, get in a shuttle where it's already interdictor, interdiction nullified and just zoom, 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 and get where you need to go. What's interesting, well, what's interesting is that because it is covert, you can deploy this in the system and you can leave, leaving no trace unless somebody goes around and starts, I guess, de-scanning and such. And they'll have to actually combat scan it down, I believe. Because as a covert signer, you can't just simply warp to it from your overview, unlike the regular signer. Right. So you could have this in a deep safe, ready to jump a ship into a system, and nobody has any idea that it's there if they can't well, scan it and then they can't find it. 
because there's nobody in local. And just think, Jump Freighters, you almost got the ability to jump to uh, Covert Sinos, but you complained too much and got it taken away from you. Oh, well. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Anywho, that's the Covert Sinos. Just rub that one in. Oh, that sounds like a design uh, defect. I know. Okay, onto the defect fixes. So for the graphics, we have fixed an issue where children's of light, right? Uh, Katia will be really happy about this one. Uh, uh, Children of Light VFX would not loop while within range of the landmark and would not disappear after leaving the range of the line, uh, the landmark. So after that, fix an issue that caused Ogre Jones and its variants to be dis to be displayed incorrectly. So this is actually a big one. Uh, so if you go to any variants of the ogre, you actually see a very cool new picture of the ogre. And if you actually click on it, uh, you actually see a new, uh, it's actually not a new model, but just a model that's actually displayed. So what's happened before it was, uh, if you click on the model, if you just try to preview the drone, you will see all black uh, on the screen uh, for the model part. Yeah, so. After that, adjusted the location of the Oracle Imperial Jub Jubilee skins decal to be consistent with other decals for the ship. The visual effect of the Galenet Stream cast unit skins to be adjusted. Adjusted I'm, pattern I'm, in. I'm interested in. Uh, okay, I'm actually interested in the Galenet Stream cast unit skins because they were beautiful, but. For the life of me, I didn't know where to get them. Uh, I'm curious to what the changes are because they were kind of unique. They had a hologram effect to them. Yeah. Um, so the Brutix Navy, or sorry, the uh, the Galnet Galnet uh, skin. Sorry, I have the Brutix Navy issues for that skin, so I was looking up that ship right now. Um, the Galnet skins are given out by CCP on their streams during their stream shows. I'm going to show the uh, Brutix Navy issue, which is the one that I have uh, with the new. Visuals like they didn't actually change what it looked like too much. Um, I think that they might have fixed some of the particle effects and whatnot a little bit more than like an, a dramatic change to the way it was. But yeah, these skins are given out by CCP extremely rarely um, on their uh, streams, so they're really hard to get. Okay, yeah, uh, so continue. It's a sort of pattern in bloody hands skin to fix pixelation. Entering and exiting character customization while Aurora is on the screen now correctly resumes her animation. I okay the bloody hand skin, they were released recent. Uh, Ashtarathi, could you pull up uh, one of the bloody hand skins, please? Um, sure thing. The I saw the bloody hand skins because uh, I I had an interesting design. It's like a nice red hand that it reminds me of the militia faction from Modern Warfare Two uh, multiplayer. And I looked at it and I thought, my God, it's ugly. It's so pixelated. It mm -hmm. it's so stretched out. And I'm I'm glad that they've adjusted the pattern to make it less pixelated and make it more detailed, especially on the larger ships. I hope it looks a lot better because oh, yeah, I don't want to fly great. a Varga with I don't want to fly a Varga with the bloody hand skin if it's going to look like that. Uh, Shen uh, and user interface changes. Yeah. Oh, so fixing an issue that caused the solar system map to open automatically remove, enable or disable light background option from chat tabs uh, when stacked, uh, fix an issue that caused the lock option to not 
persist on the fitting window, fix the slightly misaligned scanner window when docked, uh, fix an issue that caused control plus tab to close full screen window in display. I That's knew all. it. I knew I wasn't insane. I knew something was wrong with the fitting window. Every time I docked up and I was trying to play Jenga with the windows and closing and opening, I knew something was wrong with the fitting. I just could not pinpoint it. I am not insane. Well, I don't think them fixing the fitting window determines whether you are or are not insane, Rich. I would maybe not stake your uh, stake that just on this one fix. But, you know, you weren't wrong. It wasn't the fitting window. It wasn't you. It was the fitting window. So those are the patch notes. And uh, I personally, I'm, I'm hoping that they fix the PI bug where you uh, are going to um, stop and start the, uh, the collection and the the uh, the window pops back up just arbitrarily it's a pain in the ass but that's neither here nor there hopefully it gets fixed um now let's talk about what are we going to talk about next year i think what we're talking about is liberation games they're coming close uh they're going to be closing soon right uh here we're, in we're, the, we're coming about halfway, halfway through right? it's, it's going yeah. until the 20th so yeah yeah, the rewards are done. I think tomorrow. I think if you have, or if you've been collecting them every day, you'll collect the last one tomorrow. But you still got another seven days to collect them. But that's uh, this is really why uh, Asherathi is here to talk us through some of his experiences and what he's been doing because you have been playing them um, quite uh, regularly and and with a lot of. Uh, enthusiasm i would imagine yeah uh i'm showing on screen right now uh i have about 1240 points so far uh almost 100 percent of it done through high sec combat sites but i can talk to you about all the different ways of getting uh these sites done and the opportunities and what they're worth and all that kind of stuff um it basically boils down to uh if you want to get points effectively you have the three different ways of getting it you have mining you have the combat sites and you have the exploration sites. So the exploration sites in high sec are relatively uh, okay. I've heard from some people that they're able to do it no problem with any without any competition. Uh, I've heard from some people, a lot of people, that they have tons of competition and so it's hard to find any good sites. That tells me that there's a few people that are going way off the beaten path and everybody else is like sitting like two jumps from heck and like competing over the same six sites. But whatever. Um, either way, you know, if you like doing exploration, that's good because the cans are cannot fail. You can just keep on hacking them, and they're worth two or three points, I think, a piece. So those sites, if you can do them, are probably the best way for a solo, uh, low skill or like if you're if you're not like able to bring the nicest ships into the combat sites, that's a good consistent way for you to be able to get points. Uh, an alternative option is if you go out to the Great Wildlands, which is a Nullsec region, uh, however you manage to get out there, the same sites are out there, and there's a lot less competition. So uh, the competition that's out there will be a lot more feisty about it, but you know, if, if that's your way of doing it, then that's your way of doing it. The better sites for both combat and exploration are in Low-Sec. It's about 10 times better in Low-Sec than in High-Sec, or in Nullsec, but... Uh, the low sec sites are constrained to Mimitar non-faction warfare systems, which basically is less than 20 systems or something like that. 
So there isn't a lot of systems for everyone to be competing over the best sites. So expect a lot of the best people and expect a lot of people hunting the people doing stuff in those places. Um, so LowSec is incredibly competitive, but it is the best stuff. Uh, you know, we're talking about sites that are, the combat sites are worth at least 200 million or so a pop if you can do them. So uh, moving on to the mining sites, the mining sites are just resource wars. They're worth, they're not worth that much. Once you get past the initial thing, I think they're worth, what, 2 million, uh, or sorry, 2 points per 10,000, or no, 2 points per site you do. So, um, you know, that's that means that you have to do a lot of resource wars. But if you have a group of people in particular, um, and you're just going to be doing it during this time, that is probably, it's the only way to get points in a non-competitive environment, right? Like you and your buddies just run the resource war sites and you will eventually grind up your points. You don't have to worry about out-competing hackers or out-competing combat pilots, you know, um, but it is pretty slow and methodical. The good news is, is that resource war sites, if you get good at them, can be worth uh, quite a bit of isk just by running them um, with a group. Finally, that leads us to the combat sites. Uh, I imagine that you guys have done another sh a show that breaks down the actual mechanics of the combat sites. But uh, the the suffice to say, the reward of the combat sites, either way, is that there is a battle cruiser at the end that contains roughly 20 million worth of tokens um, and potentially some other loot like skins, implants, drugs, not implants, uh, drugs, etc. Um, so I far, the, mm -hmm. I thought the big reward was a coveted leopard. Correct. Leopard. So as you can see, I have, so with 1,240 points, 110 of which came from the exploration or from the, doing the, uh, the tour, that means I've killed at least 100 prophecies so far. I have received two leopard blueprints total. Now, one of the things I suspect is actually the ratio of what was rewarded from where is different for different sites, right? So I suspect that not only are there going to be better, more likely to get a leopard BPC if I was doing it in, say, low sec than high sec, but also I suspect that like maybe skins drop more in one place, uh, BPC drops more in another, because I think that skins are dropping more in the combat sites, and it could be possible that the BPCs drop more in the data sites. That seems to make sense to me, but I don't have that like confirmed or anything like that. But yes, I've gotten two leopard BPCs from high sec sites so so far. So, One other. I mean, uh, hmm? uh, are we in Judah? Maybe you can show the market for the leopard uh, to see sure. if the price has changed. Well, uh, the real thing that you're one of the things that you're looking for is the uh, contract price because, but I'm I'm nowhere near Jita right now, unfortunately, so I wouldn't be able to show probably any anywhere sensible as far as uh, like the actual leopard price. But I can look in yeah. contracts. Well, checking on the. Uh, Eve Marketeer, I can tell you that the Leopard, prior to any of the updates, were it was at a reasonable price of... It reached about 300 million before mm -hmm. now going down all the way to 142. But that right. is still much lower than April of this year. But there was a price spike in May for some reason. Well, um, either way, there wasn't very many of these, and there was no guaranteed way to ever get these again that anybody knew of for sure. So these not only represent um, like the return of these or the availability of these things, which would normally crash the market, but I think that like speculators will now suspect that this will drop again, say next year, during the Mimitar Liberation games, games, because the games itself literally says that this is going to happen annually now. So might as well get used to it. Um, 
that said, I, I just looked on the um, contracts right now, and there are four on contract, uh, three of which for about 150 million, which I sold mine on like the first day or two for 200 million. And there's been this one that's sitting for 1 billion there the whole time. So um, yeah, the thing is, is that with this big PC, is that just like with the pacifier, how the pacifier, you still have to build a freaking covert ops ship and or like a, a or a black ops ship for the marshal in this case once you have the bpc the materials is literally uh some tritanium and not even a lot 2778 tritanium yeah. 2778 tritanium so it's it's uh it it's basically the cost of the bpc so based on this there haven't been that many bpcs dropping but the bpc's price has kind of started to i hesitate to say the word stabilize at about 150 for this event so I imagine that that's probably about the price that leopards are going to sit at and then start to creep up, probably hit, you know, back up to about 200 and then drop back down and start that kind of annual cycle. Um, uh, a response from the like audience, some, of the, some other things. The, the price spike in May was because of the interdiction changes. Uh, that's how they ripped. And I, I'm I'm happy that the leopard is dropping again. I think... Well, time is a luxury, time is money, and if you value your money and you value your time, this is a great ship. You can travel, well, faster than anything else in EVE. 20 AU per second. It is pretty slick. And you also get the, uh, if you're in Mimitar space, you get an extra 2 AU, and if you use Ascendancies, I think you can get up to like 40 AU or something like that. It's really silly. Uh, um, it's too bad there's no competition on, I guess, getting around. Well, no, no. there is the Grand Prix. Well, not right now, right? That's true. There's no current race that you could that you could participate in. Uh, the next big thing to come to happen is uh, the four-way frigate free for uh, uh, what is it? Um, Rifter free for all. Rifter, yeah. I mean, we, we it's, it's important to know uh, the the leper is really. Uh, weak in terms of defense, you know, it's like less than a thousand HP, so a smart bomb can easily take it out. So, correct. Well, for something like a Grand Prix, uh, you have when you have to go through no, uh, low sec or null sec, it is very dangerous in those spaces too. So be careful. Um, take reasonable cautions when when, when do that. So um, either way, the in practical numbers, my ship costs about four hundred million. Admittedly, at some certain point, I started using uh, a pretty nice implant set, but uh, I was doing it just fine in just the normal ship without implants. Uh, admittedly, the Stabber fleet issue has exploded in price, so uh, I just want to point out that the Vexer Navy issue and the Scythe fleet issue have both been arguably just as good, if not better, than the Stabber fleet issue. So, uh, you know, diversify, guys. Don't spend $400 million for a faction cruiser, please. Uh, and if you're in Mimitar Faction Warfare or make have Mimitar LP or a bunch of Stabber Fleet issues looking around, you might want to pay attention because their price is currently double what they, it normally is. Um, it's not 400 anymore. It's back down to 140. But uh, it was interesting over the weekend. Anywho, um, with, with as, as you can see, about 100 or so prophecies killed, which um, some sites had more than one prophecy. Obviously, some sites I didn't get the loot from or we didn't kill. Um, I that means I got just over two billion isk in just gold loot alone, and I've gotten about a bill and a half worth of sold items since then, and I haven't sold any of my skins. Well, Bill. Oh, 
So that's that's my numbers so far. Well, with the event coming to a close, CCP released a rather interesting, uh, not really a video, but they've told us tomorrow there'll be a video. What is that about? Oh, boy. So I don't know, and CCP Swift is being super coy about it. Basically, um, a little uh, sometime early today, earlier today, uh, the CCP YouTube channel put up a new video. It like flagged me because I, you know, watched that. And I went and looked and I noticed that it isn't live right now. It's going to be live tomorrow in 22 hours when it first start, went out. So tomorrow there is an announcement video. We've been complaining about um, about not being hearing anything from CCP. Uh, and now there is at least this video. I don't know if it's big or small. Just to, before we can get anybody's head like super freaked out, like this is, I think, one of the first times this kind of thing has happened. But that doesn't necessarily mean, by definition, it's an important thing. It just might be that they're experimenting with using the Premiere system. Uh, that said, the video is literally named announcement video. So get your speculations cranking. I've got six tiers. How are you? Apparently, it's uh, 13 hours from right now, which, of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, means uh, you might want to go check to see if you're not already missing it. Anywho, um, does anybody else? Does anybody have any guesses before I jump into mine? Oh, Should we go around, maybe starting with Basrothy? Sure. <laughs> okay, I'll guess and our hope. So both. I'll go with my most likely one. Actually, no, I want to. I want other people to do it. Fine. Uh... I will be the bigger man, and I will step up. I see lasers. I see rocks. I have long heard the complaints about scarcity and such. Could this be the lifting of scarcity? Could this be the return of prosperity? I have it on good authority that it's the ESS, uh, the keys. It's the additional reserve banks. That's what it is. Uh, I can't tell you how I know, but go with that. There you go. So I'm actually going to flesh out that prediction a little bit. Not only is it the ESS guess, uh, reserve banks, but I'm going to predict that all of these ageist stuff that's been being put in for the last three months, they're going to be there's going to be a new ages security site, capital shipyard or whatever, with uh, with scanners and landmines and a can to hack to get a key to activate a gate to get a vault to go into a vault and open it up and i think that that's how they're going to distribute the ess keys well for me well what i think most likely is going to happen is probably someone maybe ccp swift will be role-playing a character from concord and announcing um the ESS Reserve Bank in Nolasek will be open to all capsuleers to through some sort of competition, right? But what I hope, really, Angel Titan, um, T2 Supers, uh, all of them are welcome. Yeah, that's all possible. I mean, I, you know, the Joker in me says like CCP is going to call an end to the war. They're going to step in. They're going to mediate a truce just because they think it's not good for business or something. But uh, that's not what it is. It's the it's the keys. And no, it wasn't leaked to me. I just have my other sources. I just have ways of getting information. It's, al it's also just the most obvious solution. We know that we're getting the reserve bank keys this quadrant. It's almost halfway through the quadrant. Yeah. It, it's the That's the kind of thing that they would make a bigger announcement about because they want everyone to be aware of what the rules are when it comes to making this happen. Can I, uh, uh, it's also, can I get in on also, this one? 
Yeah, sure. let's uh, jump Matterall in here. What's your guess, Matterall? All right, I think you guys are all off, first of oh. all. Yeah, Thir- 13 <laughs> okay. hours from this moment, we'll know, and we're Come live. Come in, guns now. firing. There's <laughs> yes. the Matterall we know. If I'm coming in, I'm coming in shooting. I think this is, and I'm I'm being playful here, this is probably not true, but I think it's an IP, that is intellectual property, announcement of the EVE Online TV show that is finally being greenlit. That's how Man, different I think this is. I'm going to call that. I'm going to call that category six B. I like that. That's a very <laughs> outside of the box. The other one was a continuation of their other property, the first-person shooter. There's a small chance I could be wrong, and it's not the ESS, the Reserve Banks, and it's a, a an announcement and the linkaging the linking of that property to eve online much like they did oddly enough this around this time 10 years ago summer of rage which we talked about and it kicked off a bunch of stuff so you know maybe they're just you know yeah they won't remember what happened 10 years ago and they're gonna do the same thing again who knows really Ronald? yes you're expecting dust 515 the sequel. <laughs> well, I, well so they already the new know, shooter, they've already talked about it, right? They've already talked about this other property, right? Go ahead, Astro. I, I the new, over you. yeah, the new shooter is is what I I, I put that as category six. That's my gotcha. that, I put that as my mo- least likely one, um, simply because they're still hiring some pretty uh, like core members of it. It it could be time, but I honestly think that that would be an even bigger announcement than just they put it out 24 hours ahead of time. It is worth noting that this. Uh, announcement a video is a pre-stage video. This isn't like a be at Twitch at this time. It's it's a video that's already recorded and uploaded, and they've set it to go live at this time. So it's a pre-recorded mm-hmm. video. Um, and they that they could also announce multiple things. It doesn't have to be just one thing. Yeah. So real quick, uh, some of the audience ones here, right? Uh, people are talking. You know. Um, you know, some, the Oracle and Orca changes may be possible now. I don't know, sure if that's a, an announcement worthy one, but maybe a push for Twitch YouTube partners and continue pushing community. Maybe something to do with the changeover on the CSM. Uh, not sure what that would be, but maybe there were some changes or maybe they're announcing some changes to, um, you know, how they're going to do business relative to, you know, uh, you know their their partner their you know their new uh, the new owner these are some of the things that uh, so it, it, it people's guesses are all over the place right so it's neat it's pretty cool yeah um a few other things that i uh, i suspect are close to being ready to be announced and therefore could potentially be talked about here would be uh an mpe revamp there's actually been a lot of uh v- like visibility on exactly how bad yep. the career agents have gotten, and it re- and CCPs really seem to be acting on this sort of stuff. And and we got the last piece of the MPE revamp in the end of last year, and so it really feels to be kind of like the time for the next stage of that potentially, whatever that looks like. Um, it, to encompass that, we could see more avatar-based, not necessarily like walking in stations, but they've talked about things where like when you message somebody, you see their avatar. When you talk to a mission run- agent. You know, you you see them talking to you or whatever. Right. Um, more immersive kind of avatar-based stuff. Um, and then, of course, uh, there is a, the road drone pods that were added in a little bit ago, along with the Aegis stuff, that may hint towards more developments in Poshvin. But I yep. don't know if that's ready yet. 
Uh, so yeah. I just want to jump in. You know, hey, if anyone else has any other guesses, uh, I'll try and read them. But there's another one here, right? A digital Fan Fest announcement. That's another very possible one. That's been, uh, you know, on the minds of of people. And you know, obviously, we didn't have regular Fan Fest, so maybe they're trying to do something like there. That's a, that's kind of where I was going a little bit on you know, how they do business in this kind of new age and yeah. with travel and stuff. But I, I didn't actually go all the way to Fan Fest in my brain. So that's a great one. Uh, Eve Battle Royale, Jovian Ships. My my category five was uh, the Return of the Alliance Tournament. Ah, Return of the Alliance Tournament. So did we did we cover all six? What what what, what I think, did we I think we've gone. List? I think we've gone over all all six. There all might six be a, there might have been a faction warfare uh, rebalance in there I, too. But okay. I have just one more thing, if I could say, if it is because we see asteroids there, right? And there's no indication this is the case. But if it is the abrupt reversal of scarcity like they did blackout right they came out and said blackout's over tomorrow what would you guys think you cowards i would too that would be the best day I, ever that would be the best day ever i would be i would take a step back i would i would literally sit back in my chair and go okay ccp put the demon back in the box then like i don't think you there is going back like what is it what does that mean just make it so that the asteroids spawn the different like take away ESA. I don't even know if that's a practical reality. That's like saying we're going back with the chat client. Like there's layers to that. No, no, no. That I don't like, think there, we're going there's back so with. many things they could do. Like for example, ESS base rate, a hundred percent. You can only go up and not go down. Right? Sure. That's something I'm, you can do. They could end like, scarcity by adding like new that. things, but reversing scarcity, undoing it, like putting the rocks back in the asteroid belts. I think that that would be pretty pretty wild i don't no, even think they'd be capable I, of that i don't think that's what the definition of ending scarcity yeah. would be i mean that now we're talking about what does it mean to end scarcity right. i think they've talked many times oh there's lots of knobs that they can now turn they've set up all the industry i mean what they do they quote unquote end scarcity by turning the knobs a little bit but not back to the way it was before absolutely not so let's define what end scarcity means End scarcity i think from ccp's point of view if i was to be a gambling man means we now start adjusting back in a positive sense, but we don't go back to the way it was before just with one push of a button. No right. way. That, like you said, cannot put that, but you cannot recap that. That cannot go back in the bottle. You know, you cannot unring that bell. There's no way. Yeah, we're now post-scarcity. We need to be rebuild. It's, that'd be like going, well, never mind. I'm not even going to say that. Well, that, it, that, it would come in the form of a giant, giant carrot. All of a sudden, giant asteroids, yes. you know. I, right. I just, I legitimately think that there is like, it is the end of the scarcity phase. We are now fully in the regrowth phase or something like that. And as a part of that, we're going to introduce a whole bunch of more or anomalies. So that way we control that effort. Like that is a hundred percent reasonable. I think I put that as level two. Uh, Only because I know that there's their bank. What? Yeah. For, for the mining side, they can either more bells or more anomalies or just bigger rocks in general. They're all going to increase the production. Of mining uh, of the minerals, but for the money part, for the bounty part, I think really the ESS is something that they can work on. Maybe just uh, pull up the minimum, or uh, have it have the faster rate of recovery, right? When, yeah. when it's below one hundred percent stuff like that. Well, they've there, done that. There are tons of things. Can. can I just say one more thing? Sorry, I keep adding. I I think this this to me looks like something that players wouldn't have any input in that's one of my clues like i don't feel like this is something players had input into which means it's completely off the table for player um feedback, feedback. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I think that, uh, and I was just thinking about this, the other piece that we haven't heard from would be the next step of the industry changes. We know that those are coming very soon. So I actually wouldn't be surprised if this was closer to, because we didn't have FanFest this year, as we've talked about. So we did, what that means is we didn't have a FanFest keynote. And so I, I would, what I'd really love this to be is the equivalent of that, right? Like the, the video that, that talks about what the next chain of like things are going to be and like what sort of stuff. So not just a big announcement, but, you know, talk about have like four or five smaller announcements and maybe one or two midsize announcements like we're talking about. So ESS keys and uh, industry changes and then like maybe two or three little tweaks to really feel like almost like an expansion level thing to get people hyped again. I th that's my like cautious optimism speaking. Yeah, there's some pretty good. We asked for some. We asked for some guesses, and the audience has gone. Uh, they've gone full bore with it. Let me just kind of run through a couple of them here. Oh lordy! Uh, high sec Roracles. Uh, it's, it's just a video that says "Happy Summer." Uh, maybe capital ratting sites. Uh, a new Eden Master Gate, so you can port back to Earth. Um, an Edencom <laughs> Capital. Right. Uh, a new Sub server, like kind of like a restart, or, you know, classic Eve sort of thing, right? Um, a new mineral <laughs> quadanium. I, I can't believe <laughs> no one has mentioned price an Eve Echoes crossover. Subprices increased to nineteen dollars. Uh, yeah, subprice increased to twenty bucks. So Ashraz, uh, what crossover? I, uh, Eve Echoes crossover. An Eve Echoes cross, yeah, or a merge of Eve Echoes into <laughs> the Eve <laughs> world somehow. I don't know. Or yeah. to crossover with Tranquility. That that yeah. end the war really, really quick. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. there's a merge of all the all the Serenity people are moving over. There's lots of different things like that. T three battleships. Yeah, lots of good lots of good guesses. People have certainly got the uh, well, got the creative juices going yeah. with these guesses now. Yeah, if we have, we're talking about the recovery set of uh, scarcity. One thing that I have on one of my credit scores, which is that Atadors in the future at some point we'll have the option to automatically mine Nungu instead of manually mining it. So this will highly increase the production. But so in that sense, you have reduced uh, amount. Basically, if, if you mine it with, with like a real Roracle or a mining fleet, you have the same words that you expect uh, when you scan the moon. Maybe you get like 75% if you mine it automatically, right? There are options like that. But so that's one of the things I've heard. That's one of the things I've heard from one of my credit source. Well, I mean, that's one way to go back, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's only Mungu, so it doesn't really matter to like all the other things. Is Matterall gets a, it out? Yeah, Matterall gets a a a, a, a statue in uh, in Eve somewhere. There's another good one. No, nobody wants nobody wants structure skins anymore. Okay, fair enough. Structure oh, skins. Lord. <laughs> They, they come back. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. I, I know you guys are angry, so we know what you guys want. We've done lots of studies. Ready? Cat ears and the jukebox. They're both coming, baby. Let's do this. <laughs> no, uh, the joke I not. made earlier. The joke I made earlier is they're going to come out and be like, so we figured it out. The problem was we did them both individually. So, ladies and gentlemen, scarcity and blackout. <laughs> Just to double punch you. We know you loved it. It's like uh, we'll just bring it right back for you. Surely this will work. Nice here. Nice. That's a good addition there, Rich. Yes. Uh, no, unfortunately, these aren't uh, cat ears, but they are something if uh, you are Somewhere a man right. of culture and taste. All right, then.
What's that? Is everybody all guessed out on what the changes are? Yeah, it looks like the guesses are kind of going into into funny land here a little bit. So, And we're at a, a pretty good time. We've been uh, chit-chatting here for over an hour. So does anyone have any final items uh, or are we just kind of yeah. Yeah. ready to we have Go ahead, PSA. We have PSA on, uh, on Linux. So this morning after the update, uh, I think a lot of people like me who used to play EVE on Mac experience the difficulty where if you log in to your client and select a character if you log into that character and if you undock and try to warp to somewhere you immediately free your client will immediately be frozen and then you have to and it's all blacked out and you have to quit and after you try to re-log in the same thing there's no way to fix it so right now ccp said that they're not going to support linux that's a fact uh, that's not going to change in the near future but what this thing, or if you have this specific issue, just like I did, then there's a way to fix it, which is, if you go on the Notion. Uh, Linux uses so if you go, uh, what? Okay, go ahead. Linux uses a screwed? Yeah, it was actually super, it was almost spooky, because like there's a there's a post on the forums that was like, hey, this kind of, this launcher ch change broke seems to have broken uh, Linux clients. Can we get some fix? And a, G, a CCP guy who I'd never seen before named CCP Graveyard comes in and says, we no longer, we don't support the Linux client. And I'm just like, oh, that was not the response I was expecting. So with Linux, so, so the correct way to fix it will be if you go on the system menu along the top. So if you're a Mac user, you, you know what that is. Scroll down to uh, preference. And then there will be a new open, a new window that will be open up. And under tools or cache, uh, make sure the first box is unchecked and you're using released version. You're not using the beta version. And underneath that, there is a shared cache and you can verify it's you. And also under wine option, make sure you uh, make sure there's an option called use dev versions. That one's unchecked. That one's unchecked. That one's unchecked. It's really important that one's unchecked. Uh, so, and if you do that and go back to your if client and there would it would do an update about like 500 to 600 megabytes and after that it's gonna back up it's gonna go back up and working so linux will not be supported but mac will be so if you're running a, a linux client on mac it will still work but if you're running a linux client on something that's not mac that's not windows that will not work so these are this is an unofficial workaround right this isn't Correct. What, like users of Eve Online on Macs and stuff figured this out and posted it, and people have been sharing it around. Uh, CCP does have official like Mac support. They are working on a client, but Matterall probably has more information about whether or not that how that's going than I do. Uh, I, I do want to correct it. Was it, sorry, it was CCP Cemetery, not some CCP Graveyard, just for accuracy. Well, we'll have to put him in a coffin. Well, um, that makes you feel any better. I mean, I'm just saying, when 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 CCP Cemetery is the one that responds to your post, it's probably not going to be a good sign for whatever feature request you're asking for. Well, who is he, the Grim Reaper? He comes with the bad news? Is the bad news CCP? Uh, I don't know. I've never seen him before, and I kind of don't want to see him again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'll say that as a, as a Mac user, and at that time, I didn't have my problem fixed. I was really disappointed, and I was kind of upset when you see like ccp cemetery basically say we are no longer like in the near future we're not going to solve this problem 
But if you actually go on to the uh, e-forum about uh, known issue under today's uh, patch note, I actually posted the steps in words step by step on how to fix it. So if you if you want to see the uh, the the steps in words, you can go on to the official forum. Uh, yeah. Well then, uh, it's that everything. Yeah. I do have two things. Go ahead then. Okay. Uh, Going back to what Ashton Ruffy said about the new player experience. Uh, good news, I have one individual who is a new player, and we found something funny, which CCP Aurora is uh, aware of, and it should be fixed. The whole... the new system for new players where they suggest you do certain things and you'll get certain points, that had a huge problem. And it, the problem was, it was sending new players to mine Crokite, or ores that were only in Nullsec. So that was kind of funny. They didn't scale that down for new players. They didn't suggest new players go mine some uh, Valdspar. No, they were telling them to go Oops. mine Crokite. So that was a bit of a funny mistake. And as this, uh, after this stream ends, there will be a fight kicking off in the northwestern uh, regions. That will be Fountain, J5A. Uh, I believe tomorrow I will be doing my best to get somebody on to talk about the events that are going to happen there tonight. But... Unless anybody has anything else, I believe that should be all for today. Well, yeah, that's good news. Uh, Eve officially has one new player. Hey, just uh, just keep him coming, Rich. Keep up oh, the good I've work. Oh, I've been watching his wow. career with great enthusiasm. I got so one. I look forward to it. Population five. Awesome. <laughs> well, I believe uh, that should be all for today on Talking Stations. Uh, we had, and our guests today were Asher Rothy. Thanks, Ash. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, Matterall, who was in the background, but he did come on for a little bit. Came in swinging. Good job, Matterall. Every every time I come on this show, I either get shanked or shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's Matterall with his shank. His prison shank. Uh, Shen, who re read out all the patch notes. Good job, Shen. Thanks. Yep. And, well, Ronald, take it away. Yep. And uh, thanks very much for, for co-hosting. Uh, with me, uh, Rich, or while well, being the primary host, I guess I was really your co-host. I don't know. Sometimes it feels backwards. But anyways, that's it for uh, Talking Stations today. Thanks for listening, everyone. You guys have a great evening and fly safe.